Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I thought it would be very exciting and very refreshing to have a guest today to talk to us about strategy versus authenticity. And I think this is such a relevant topic that I think we could talk about this for multiple episodes, but today we're going to go along the approach of authenticity and vulnerability particularly in the online space and how it can affect our businesses and our business's potential to grow. So today I have special guest Myra here. Hi, hi everyone. And she's going to tell you a little bit about herself real quick before we dive into today's episode. Sure. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you once again, Nicole, for inviting me to be in the Trailblazers podcast. Um, So basically, I'm Myra, and I help busy and burned out entrepreneurs who are wanting to turn their expertise, skills, their God-given passions into profitable and transformational online courses. And I do specialize in that. Um, And also, I'm I'm a kingdom-driven entrepreneur. And yeah, basically, I, I, I started off as a blogger and was able to monetize my blog with online course. Um, but I, I kept procrastinating at that time. Um, fast forward to like a near death experience of mine that truly, truly changed my perspective in life. And here we go. Um, that led me to becoming an online course creator and strategist. Yeah, that is awesome and extremely powerful. I think the question that everyone is probably asking right now is what was that near-death experience? And when you talk about being burned out and, you know, having these experiences yourself that have caused you to want to help people in this work, we're all curious to know what happened that propelled you towards this work that you do now. Love that question. Well, um, that near-death experience was actually, I think, uh, two years ago now. Um, So basically, I've been a blogger um, ever since 2014, 2015. And I was mainly focused on fashion, travel, and lifestyle blogging. Um, And then during that time, I was kind of burning out with the blogging industry because um, I I, I was in the comparison trap with a lot of my blogger blogger friends at that time and with a lot more like huge bloggers out there um, during that time. And I kept comparing myself to them and I was also um, burning out because I, I, I kept um, chasing, you know, brands to sponsor me and all that. And I didn't truly... Um, feel like I belong in that industry. But I knew that I kept, I knew that I loved writing. I knew that I loved sharing about, you know, my knowledge, about my, um, my experiences, my story to people. And so I thought about, okay, why am I chasing brands when I can become a brand myself? And so I started delving deep on the personal brand. And there, there was that time when I, enrolled in an online course and then I thought oh online courses I didn't know that you know we, we can monetize my blog I can make money online with online courses um, and so that really that was the starting point of my curiosity on the online course industry and it propelled me to um, wanting to launch my online course at that time too um, but then again, I was still having a lot of imposter syndrome, like a lot of doubts, negative, uh, negativity, negativity. Um, and I kept thinking to myself, are people actually going to buy this? Like, 
am I going to actually sell successfully these courses? Am I able to um, help them really with whatever it is that I'm going to help them with my online course? Um, sorry, by the way, this is like going so long, but like, I mean, and then at that time, I was procrastinating. Um, I kept procrastinating because of those thoughts. Like I thought to myself, okay, I'm researching about online courses, but maybe um, I, I could, maybe I still need to have that one more strategy or one more freebie or one more online course or one more book to read. And so I kept consuming free content and it was, um, and then there I was stuck in that um, loop of just thinking, okay, I need to know what's next. I need to know what's next and never actually taking action. And then January 2019, um, I got a flu. I thought, okay, this is just, you know, this is just a flu. Um, I should just take a rest. Um, and three days after I went to the doctor because it's the flu still hasn't gone. It was going on and off. And apparently it was dengue. So I'm not sure if, if people, if listeners are familiar with dengue, it's a mosquito-related um, uh, disease. And during that time, the doctor told me that if I was going to be, if I was diagnosed um, later that day, I would not have survived it because my platelets are almost like down to zero. And and so I was like sent to the emergency room, and I was in the I was hospitalized for like a week, I guess. And during that time, um, I realized, okay, life is really too short. Why am I, you know, why am I procrastinating on things just because of, just because of my fear of other people's uh, rejection or other people's opinions and just because I think I'm not enough? Um, yeah, so at that point, I really wanted to, um, I, I'm, I realized that I wanted to live a life that, has meaning that has impact on other people. And by, I realized by doing online courses, I'm creating that ripple effect. If I just help one person create their course, um, then that person helps another person and that person helps another person. It's this never ending ripple effect. Yeah, so that meant a lot to me. And yeah, that's basically my story. That's awesome. And it's so, it's so awesome to hear how you kind of turned what could have been such a frightening thing um, and you just turned it for good and you went and did the things that you wanted to do. And now you're, you know, you're scaling, you're growing and you're doing what you love, which for a lot of people, they, they never get to do what they love and they mm. stay playing it safe. Um, it really aligns well with the concept of trailblazers because it's being able to go into places that you have never gone or places that other people around you have never gone and paving that path for people so that they can follow after. And yeah. I think you've really done that well in the industry of course creating, um, especially because it is a, we live in a digital age and people are starting to um, tap into the resources of course creation and yeah, it's, it's such a needed service. Now, in terms yeah. of authenticity and really lining it up with, you know, what is the difference between strategy and authenticity? I think I'm curious to know how you have shared your story and leveraged your story to connect with people and to draw them in towards a more heart-centered way of marketing and operating in business versus just mm -hmm. strategy and statistics and algorithms. 
Yeah. So I wanted to put it out there that I used to um I used to be in that mindset of always just strategy. Like, okay, I need to follow this coach's advice. I need to follow whatever this um this content strategy of this one expert is telling me and all of that. And you know, I kept um scheduling and everything, planning out everything down to the T, but then it kind of burned me out. And then I realized at that point, like, why am I trying so hard to connect with people if I can just be myself, right? Rather, I can just share my story. And then I realized really like people buy from people. Like if, if we study our behavior, behavioral patterns in um, buying and selling, um, like humans are most drawn to people who they know, who they can relate to, who they can connect to, right? And so um, that's what I realized. That's like a huge um, aha moment to me. And, um, and then I did this uh, radical rawness challenge, 30 days of radical rawness challenge last year, um, where I told myself, okay, I'm just gonna um, allow myself to, um, just, to just post about my personal stories, my thoughts, um, the things that I never have thought I'd share online because I always thought, okay, it's going to be like all this niche posts, right? And content. Um, and so during that time, I thought, okay, now I'm lacking ideas on what to post. So maybe I can just post these stories. After all, like I love, this is where I started as a blogger myself. Like I just started, you know, sharing my story, sharing my experiences to people. And I did just that. Um, except, you know, I, I was not consistent with it. So the 30 days became like, I guess, more or so two months for me. <laughs> um, but, and during that time, it was like, it was really challenging because I had cried a lot. I had broken down a lot because it's hard to be vulnerable in this space. Like people are always telling you, you should do this, 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 and that. Um, and it's, it's been consuming me. I didn't know it's been consuming me. But when I was doing that challenge, um, I realized, okay, I, I can be real and raw to people and still connect to them. And I never like lost any leads. I never like had someone t um, tell me that, you know, why are you not posting content about courses and business anymore, right? So, and more so people were actually loving it. Like they were... Um, they were kind of stepping into my shoes as well, seeing things um, based on my perspective. And, and I realized that. And then um, after that, it doubled my income. I was actually, um, actually got more people to invest in my programs and my services without me even selling, right? So I guess that um, that is just one proof that authenticity really works. It's not, um, it's not something that you have to strategize with. You can just really be spontaneous and authentic and be real in the online space and, you know, people will connect to it. Yeah, it's so powerful. Honestly, I think it's a new, when I really think about it, it's a new way of marketing and it's exactly what, um, you know, what I've been talking about a lot on my socials and this new program I'm launching it's social selling, but it's not in this um, kind of sharky marketing kind of approach, but it's really just, it's heart centered. It's 
human-centered. It's valuing people as people and, you know, not as dollar signs. And I think we're yet to learn this because, you know, um, business is business. You need, you need the profit. You need to find clients. But at the end of the day, when you start building your business and trying to acquire clients on, with methods that actually don't align with your personal values, it will only be a matter of time until you actually just like fall out of love with your business. And a lot of people, maybe they love their business, but they fall out of love with marketing. They hate creating content. They never have ideas and they just feel like it's a constant uphill climb and there's that the platform is always evolving. They can't keep up. But exactly what you said, when you can just share from a place of humanness, people will be attracted to that no matter how many followers you have, no matter, you know, how many prospects are on your radar and people will just choose to join in your journey or subscribe to your story because they connect with the human being underneath all of that. And I love what you said about how, um, you doubled your income and you weren't selling. That's so, so powerful because so many of us are resistant to the idea or even to trying it out. Um, 30 days, you only did it for 30 days, but like so many people are so resistant to the idea because they just can't let go of the fact that strategy isn't the only way to success. While strategy, there is time and place for it. I think what I'm taking out of what you're sharing with us is just how much more you can lean on your rawness and your humanness to be able to grow your business, but that does impinge on the um, the time. And, and I think I want to explore this a little bit with you. You know, the time in which we expect things to happen, the goals we want to reach, the number of clients we want to sign, it does put that in a little bit of a limbo because now you can't quantify it. You can't force someone to to trust you or to build a relationship with you. But for you, how do you go about like, you know, uh, let's say appeasing or what's that word? Um, how do you go about not feeling the pressure of um, I have to sign a client now while still remaining very raw and steady and peaceful and calm with your with your presence online? That's a really good question because to be honest, when I was um, when I was starting that challenge, um, I was so scared i was like so afraid to just let go of you know and and detach from what the outcome going to be i just delved deep um and uh like just continued on that um challenge with an experimental mindset with like a scientist mindset i'm just here to try this out and see if it's going to work if not, then okay. But if it works, then okay, better because then I could, you know, use it and share it with my um, students and with my clients. And so I think it's very important that when you're doing that, you have this surrendering yielded um, mindset. Um, for me personally, because during that time, I was also, um, I also allowed myself to um, get closer with, especially with my faith. Um, and so um, during that time, I spent more time, just the, the times that I spent um, like planning my content, overthinking about what, what should I post and all that, that time I just spent reflecting and reading the word and just praying and all that. 
And I guess because of that, because I was really detached from the outcome, I didn't have any um, pressure of some sorts. I didn't, um, I wasn't thinking about the sales anymore versus me thinking about what can I share to people that will give them hope, that will give them, um, that will encourage them, that will um, allow them to think that if Myra can do it, then so can they. Um, that was my mindset. It's all about just serving to people through my stories. And really, I think that if people have that mindset versus always just thinking about what can I get out of this um, or what sales or how can I convert people, um, it's going to be a much better industry and world, to be honest. Because um, I know a lot of like people and experts in the coaching industry is telling us you know, all about this conversion and all that. Um, but it's more than thinking about people as leads rather than thinking about them as people, as human beings, as people to really connect with. Yeah. So that's my two cents on that. Yeah, that's beautiful. I want to know as well, like I was just thinking as you were talking, for some people, they want to have this style of marketing, but there's so much external pressure, whether it's I need to get the bills paid, I need to pay for my coach, like, and there's so much pressure around needing to make money that it's almost impossible for them to, to slow down and to just like breathe and just share mm -hmm. what is truly of value. Um, because they're constantly in that scarcity mode of like, I need to get, I need to get, I need to get. But for you, did you experience any of that? Or have you experienced that? And how do you manage when there's actual, like there's pressure around you to generate clients and, and make money, but you want to, um, you want to release that pressure? How do you handle that? Thankfully, during that time, I had a net. So um, with my services and with my um, programs that I've launched during that time, I knew that I was still going to uh, get some, at receive like income or profit um, without me even making a sale. And so I recognize and acknowledge that that itself is like a privilege um, at that time for you to be able to just radically change your strategy, right? But for people who are, you know, thinking about, um, like pressured about the bills and all that, which by the way, I totally get because during that time I was also like, okay, is, is my income going to be enough to pay for my business expenses? I still have, you know, I still have to survive myself. So I need to be able to have that net. And I think a great place for people to start with is just integrating tiny bits of that in their strategy you don't have to do what i did which is like radically pause everything that you've been doing and just share your story and you know do that 30-day challenge you can um at the very least if you're posting like four posts um four types of posts like instagram story or instagram post or whatever um a week weekly then maybe you can think about okay can i change one post into um, into this like story authenticity based um, content um, that way you can also kind of evaluate okay how are people um, taking this in like how, what are the results that I'm getting from this right and is it working for me because for other people let's just be honest like for other people maybe it's not gonna work I'm not saying that this is like a be-all end-all strategy right but um, 
but that itself is a great place to uh, start with, as I can recommend. Yeah, I definitely think it boils down to like your values as well, because I know for me, um, there was a point where I was making sales, I was signing clients, and it was a result of the strategic approach that I was taking. But a part of my vision and values is I wanted to love every part of my business and I wanted every part of my business to experience that love, including the transaction of someone seeing my content, experiencing my content, and then walking away from it. Like that whole thing for me, it just mattered so much because I realized that even if, you know, let's say a hundred people saw my content and none of them became clients. I want to know that my business is doing its, its mission. It's fulfilling its mission in the world by actually impacting people positively. And if that's a value of your, of your business, of the reason why you started, then at some point you have to ask yourself whether that's actually a value in your marketing, in your content. And you'll know, like, you'll just, you'll just know when you're not creating from a place of trusting yourself and when you're just creating from a place of, this is what Vanessa Lau said to do, or this is what like Brooke Castillo is doing her marketing. And you look at everybody else and you let them kind of be the benchmark. And I think it also boils down to like valuing yourself and, and actually sharing your story. Um, it's such a powerful, powerful thing, like to share our stories and that radical rawness challenge that you did. It's something that I think we can definitely have more of and encourage more of because there are so many people that I meet and come across in the business space. And I see such amazing feeds and really, you know, curated everything, but I don't see much about the person behind the account. I don't really know or, or get an experience of what's their humor. Like, what have they gone through? What's their why? And when we dilute this part of ourselves, because we think, you know, the strategy is going to get us further. We're only minimizing ourselves and we're telling ourselves that like the less of ourselves we include, then the more uh, we tell, I'm trying to phrase it where it's like, it makes sense. Cause in my head, it makes sense. It's like the less of ourselves we include, we yeah. think that our safety net is coming from, you know, the, the security of other people's approval or what we see out mm. there. But it's completely opposite. But again, it's like, it's perspective and the values that you hold. Yeah. Um, I I love what you said about, oh, sorry. I love what you said about, you know, um, aligning your business to your, uh, your strategies to your um, mission. Um, Because really, as I, I also love what you said about the values, because for us as entrepreneurs, we should kind of reflect on it and reflect and think about our mesh our, our measurement or metrics when it comes to what success is like how do we define success um would it be success money-based income-based or is success like i would rather um become successful and be known for being authentic and real even when that itself is like maybe um, filtering a lot of people outside of my, you know, community or my audience. So that means that you're losing a lot, but you're also gaining a lot um, because you're gaining the people you really want in your community, the people who would support you, the people who are not just there to um, 
are not just following you basically to follow for you to follow them back but more so people who are really interested in what you say and it's like you're creating this movement um in people and as coaches right as course creators as entrepreneurs um we all should have that mission we all should have that um that why behind why we're even doing the business right because money itself is not enough as a as a metric for our success because it's it could be gone in a minute right but um the impact that we're creating is much more you know um important for me i guess that's that would be my success as a metric too yeah i love that that's a really great point the fact that success looks different for everybody is just really insightful because the more you, the more i think about that the more i ask myself what does success look like for me and i i'm also sensitive to the fact that that could change it could change in the beginning of my business i might think that success would look like making my first 2k and let's say a year down the track success to me could look like just building more of a network and building trust with people and i think it's so important to be consciously asking ourselves that question what does success look like to me what is what is my measurement of success and that's yeah i'm i'm really i'm really moved by just in general the the conversation topic because i i'm seeing where so many of even my own clients find themselves in this in this hustle of like i need to get this goal or i need to have x amount of clients but at the end of the day like if you don't even create the space to set your own goal and to define your own version of success, then you will always be chasing something that you can't really ever get. Um, and so with that, I want to lean into just a conversation around authenticity specifically, because we, we hear it a lot and it's a very, very strong, powerful word. But to you, what does having or well, being authentic mean and look like? Great question. So um, authenticity for me is just basically, um, it's essentially being real. It's essentially you embracing who you are, um, leveraging the gifts that you were given, um, and using all of that um, to, to fulfill your purpose, right? To, to create an impact in the world. And that's authenticity for me. Um, it's just... Uh, it's just you allowing people also to to see you as you and not like faking yourself or portraying yourself, especially because, you know, social media, media in general, you know, allows you um, or tempts you a lot to portray yourself as this type of person, this type of person. Um, but it's not like at the end of the day, is it really worth it? Right. Like you becoming successful, but you're essentially like people are seeing a different version of you versus a version of you who's actually real right so yeah yeah very powerful authenticity i would invite you guys who are listening to take the time to ask yourself what does authenticity being your authentic self look like in mm -hmm. life and in business and those two things are going to correlate very very strongly i would encourage you guys to like ask yourself what, where's the correlation and how can I be actually proactive about making that, that connection very strong, that the, the person I am, the values I have 
and the business I want to build, as well as the presence I want to have through my business in people's lives, how can that be the most authentic and abundant version of me? I and love that. I want to um, touch on, before we wrap up, just the element of faith. I've been talking a lot about faith in my content, a lot in my, um, just even in the last few episodes, actually, because I personally am, am on that journey as well. And for me, it's kind of a side topic, but don't worry, I'll circle back to it. Um, for me, I, I've noticed how the things that we put our faith in affect us so, so deeply. Even if we don't think we put our faith in anything, it ultimately mm. we are. We're putting our faith or our trust in something. And for you, you mentioned that it was um, reading the words, spending time in stillness. How can you, how would you encourage someone to lean into their faith and then to allow that to shape how they lead in their business and show authenticity in their business? I think faith is, faith is also kind of related itself to what you're prioritizing in life and what you're, um, what you're treating as somehow of an idol um, in life. So a lot of people are maybe putting their faith and confidence in money, in stability, in their career, right? But for me personally, because as a Christian and a kingdom-driven entrepreneur, um, I, I transparently say it to, to, my, um, to my clients, to everyone in my audience, that, that I see God as my CEO. Like, not just the CEO of my business, but the CEO of my life. And so I have no absolute control over everything that's going to um, go into my life. But that, um, for a lot of people, it would be scary. But if you think about it, it also gives you peace. Because it's, it's said in the word that we're always, um, like God has plans for us and plans for us to prosper, right? And so he doesn't really fail us. And so if you believe that way that you're, that your 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 and any any action that you create mistakes or anything else um, like strategies or failures or whatever right those really wouldn't wouldn't affect um, your uh, your worth as a person and what your future is going to look like and how how your purpose is actually going to be fulfilled so I think that is such um, like if you're going to put your um, faith. I, I personally was very led um, by a lot of, I, I realized, I'm, I'm still trying to think about how to say this, but like um, my faith before I realized was on people, like all the new age stuff. Like um, I, I kept thinking to myself, okay, um, if I'm just going to read another book, if I'm just going to focus on personal development, if I'm just going to hire this new coach and all that, then I can be successful. I can become who I am. And it was very, very stressful <laughs> um, because your, people change and like circumstances change. But if you think about it, like God never changes and his love never changes for us. And so, um, and so that itself gives me the confidence that um, whatever storm I have in my life, whatever um, roadblock I face in my businesses, 
um, I'm not alone. I'm not going to be, um, I'm not going to, uh, what do you say? Like, I'm not, at some point, I think it would be failure, but sometimes we could be course corrected as well. And so, yeah. Um, sorry about like, I'm, I'm ranting. I, I'm sorry. I'm like venting right now. <laughs> no, that's, that's perfectly fine. I think everybody comes, you know, to a point in their life where they really do start to seek out these questions. You know, what is my purpose? What am I here for? And at the end of the day, whether your faith or your area of the most trust in your life is on God, on a practice, on the universe, or whatever you believe, I think the goal is to find that place where you can have peace and you can fully surrender. And we live in a very diverse world where people find that in so many different ways. But for you, it was definitely through leaning through faith and leaning on God and the security that security in the sense where it's unsettling and it's scary because like, you know, you're, you're just choosing to trust in something unseen, but at the same time, there's that level of peace. If you guys Mm -hmm. listening don't know or have never experienced that, like make it your mission to, to venture through your life and find that peace, you know, find that place where it's scary to trust, but you can actually have peace in the midst of everything. And yeah, to circle back to strategy versus authenticity, I think this wraps it up really nicely because it's it's almost like there's this common thread of just leaning into the, your humanness and whether you practice a Christian belief or or anything like that, we all understand and we're understanding more and more in our day and age how human beings are not just, we're not robots clearly, but we we have to operate from a place of holistic um like humanness you know like acknowledging that we have a mind that has that is capable of so much that we have a physical body that we need to take care of that we have a spiritual an innate spiritual side to who we are there's a there's so much so many components to our being that in order to make the most out of your life and anything you build in this life you have to lean into that humanity and Um, trust more of that and that's so beautiful that for you it's kind of come full circle and now it's like it's the engine that keeps your your business running it's like it's your faith fueling your faith lets you fuel your business in the same way being radically raw allows you to feel more of the authenticity for yourself and not lose touch with your vision but it also kind of serves your business back because it attracts so many great people to you so it's really great to to be talking to you about the living example that you are and the business you know that you run which models that now if there if someone here listening to this episode is intrigued by this concept or wants to know a little bit more about you know how working with you would look like and what you would ultimately be able to support them with how could they get in touch with you and is there anything that you currently have offering right now yeah so um i would definitely love to be able to uh, help women especially in course creation it's where i specialize at um i specialize in helping um women entrepreneurs in um leveraging their expertise into online courses without you know um without 
spending 24-7 on social media without overcomplicated strategies. So I always make sure that the process that I take you with does not overwhelm you anymore um, because it's a lot of, um, I know a lot of people out there are, are telling you so-and-so strategies in course creation per se, but I truly believe that if you have this focus on the three things, um, which are the three phases of my framework, which is mapping out your course, uh, selling your course, and delivering your course, and just making sure that you are on the right path in each of those phases, um, then you can be able to launch and create your courses successfully. And um, and that's the framework that I use in my current group consulting program. These are the people who uh, these are for the people who would love to get more support, um, high touch uh, support, and one on one access with me when it comes to their step by step process of course creation. And um, it's more like an incubator of everything that you need in uh, the course creation process, like um, the the templates itself, the tutorials, the um, the the support the community right the the access to an expert consultation and all that um those are the things that i kind of wished before um before starting out in this venture that i had because during that time i kept procrastinating and although i was consuming a lot of you know content from other experts um, at some point, you would have that question and you would have like roadblocks or mindset blocks. And that's what's going to make you think, okay, I'm stuck. I can't move now. Like, I'm like, maybe this is not for me. But for a lot of people, if that question or if that mindset block was just like, if someone was just there to help them with that, they are able to push through like um they're not going to fail they're not going to give up right so i don't want people to give up on creating their courses just because they're they face that block um so that's why i created this group consulting program which is the course compass um but uh i also do have a free um a free guide that i have um in my instagram in the link in my bio um you can just go check it out there it's a free guide that will uh, teach you the five steps in launching your course in six weeks or less. So for the listeners out there who uh, would want to, uh, to venture out in cor into courses, scale their business with online courses, um, or even turn their services um, or expertise into, um, into online courses so they can make a bigger income and impact because they're all about creating a bigger impact, right? Um, so... Uh, if you're into that, then you can download the um, the free guide that I have there as well. And also more, I, I do have a lot more resources, um, blog posts and tips and uh, strategies on um, my website, myrakate.com for those of you who would want to learn more. Yeah, awesome. And I think it's worthwhile mentioning your Instagram bio, if you can share with us that. Yeah, my Instagram uh, username is at Myra Kate. Um, it's M Y double R A K A T E. M Y double R A K A T E. Um, yeah. So it's a it's an unusual spelling of Myra because it's usually just um, one R. One yeah. R. <laughs> yeah, awesome. No, there's definitely a lot there, and you guys can check out her page and scroll through the actual examples of what we were talking about today and experience the that different approach in in terms of marketing and and um authentic content creation 
But with that being said, Myra, is there anything else that you want to encourage our listeners with today? Yeah, I also, I actually thought about this a while ago. Um, and I wanted to clear this up that for a lot of people, when we're talking, when Nicole and I are probably talking right now about authenticity, they think, oh my gosh, I have to uh, tell people about what I'm eating or where I'm living or like what the type of my lifestyle is. But authenticity can be arbitrary. It can be, you know, subjective to what you want people to, what you want to share to people as well. Um, And so it's not you just, you know, randomly talking about everything in your life. Um, It still has some intentionality into it. Um, And so when you uh, just ask yourself a question of always like, why am I going to create this post? I think that will lead you to becoming much more authentic and much more real and genuine with your um, content creation versus like, I'm going to, um, I'm going to create a content just to share a tip because that's what the expert is telling me. Right. And so I think um, it's always really worth it to ask questions uh, and make sure we are being intentional with each um, post or content that we create. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Awesome. Yes, so, so agree and could go on a whole other episode on that <laughs> topic. Yeah. But yes, much to be explored. But at the end of the day, guys, you won't know until you try. If this interests you, mm-hmm. if this form of marketing is something that you are curious about, that you have maybe seen other people do, but have never felt like you could do it, permission to experiment it is your account at the end of the day it is your business mm-hmm. so have fun with it and you only get one life so lean into every possible thought and inkling and desire that you have and everything will be taken care of like Myra's life and testimony is literally an example of that and you can you can probably find a hundred billion more people who who have experienced the same thing I don't want you guys to miss out on the life that you can live and the kind of business that you can build because you're Mm. too stuck on strategy or trying to do it in a way that doesn't feel aligned and that isn't in line with just where you want to go and how you want to do it. So instead, lean into your authenticity and trust yourself to, to make it to wherever you're trying to make it. All right. Thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.